On today's programme, with less than two weeks to go until the March the 8th referendum, it's make your mind up time. We'll hear a detailed debate on both the family and care amendments. What is a durable relationship? What does it mean to carers that the state will strive to support them? And what difference will it make to remove the women's life in the home clause from the constitution? Well, we'll strive to get answers to those questions and more over the next hour or so. Keep your relationship with us durable until two o'clock for all of that. Good afternoon and welcome to Saturday with Colm O'Mongan. You can listen to us live on the RT Radio app and you can watch us now on the RTE News Channel. Now, we're going to begin our debate today on the proposed 39th Amendment to Bunroch Naharan. This is also known as the Family Amendment. I'm joined here in studio by Senator Michael McDool, who's a former Taunishta, former Justice Minister and Attorney General. And in our Waterford studio, we're joined by Fianna Fáil Minister of State for Mental Health and Older People, Mary Butler. Now, for the purposes of clarity, this is what is currently in the Constitution. This is the current Article 41.1. The state recognises the family as the natural, primary and fundamental unit group of society and as a moral institution possessing inalienable and imprescriptible rights, antecedent and superior to all positive law. So that was the current Article 41.1.1. This is the current Article 41.3.1. The state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage on which the family is founded and to protect it against attack. So what you've just heard is what's in the Constitution right now. What you hear next would be inserted if there is a majority yes vote on March 8th. This is the proposed new Article 41.1.1. The state recognises the family, whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships, as the natural primary and fundamental unit group of society and as a moral institution possessing inalienable and imprescriptible rights, antecedent and superior to all positive law. And this would be the new Article 43.1.1. The state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage and to protect it against attack. Now I'm going to go first to you, Mary Butler, in our Waterford studio. What is a durable relationship? What did you hold it to mean when this formula of words was come up with? What do you want people to understand it to mean? Uh, good afternoon. Um, in the past, non-marital families and single mothers in particular were discriminated against and made to feel they were not in a full part of society. A yes vote will make it very clear in our constitution that the definition of family will move beyond only married families. And that leads on to your question about durable relationship. The intention of the wording durable relationships is to capture the wide range of families in Ireland today that are not based on marriage. There are approximately 400,000 um, durable relationship families that are not recognised in the Constitution. But they are strong, committed, caring relationships, such as couples with or without children, single parents and their children, grandparents raising their grandchildren, and they need not be an intimate relationship. So for the purposes of clarity, the relationship to which you refer is primarily one concerned with the rearing of children, whether that's done by grandparents, a single parent, a cohabiting couple or a married couple? Not necessarily. There can be a couple that uh, are childless as well. And I think it's also very important um, to state that if there is a yes vote on the 8th of March, which I'm advocating for, 
the changes proposed will not undermine or change the special recognition of marriage as the constitution will continue to recognise the institution of marriage. So we're talking about our friends and our families, about a million people in our country at the moment who are not recognised within the constitution because they are not married. I was married in 1988 myself at the age of 21. Ireland has changed completely since then. And we have to recognise and we have to include, this is all about inclusivity and including including families, the length and breadth of the country, our families, our friends, our neighbours who are excluded from the constitution. It may sound complex, but it is really, really important. This has been looked for for the last 25 years that we include families that are not married. We need to give them the same rights within our constitution that I am afforded today because I am married. Okay, Michael McDool, um, do you believe the constitution should give any recognition to families outside the model that's currently prescribed, uh, uh, namely one based on marriage? Well, the constitution at the moment doesn't stop the government giving any rights that it considers uh, appropriate to single mothers, grandparents, cohabitants, um, uh, all of the people that uh, Mary has just mentioned. There's nothing to stop the state enacting laws to do that. I mean, for instance, in 2010, we changed the law to allow people who are cohabiting together, not married, uh, to have, in certain circumstances, to have rights to maintenance and to each other's property, provided that uh, they, first of all, agreed to that um, and they they were given the right to opt out of uh, gig, um, mutual obligations of that kind. Uh, and that's part of our ordinary law. And those people are looked after uh, to that extent. But what's um, when you ask Mary the question, what does she mean by durable relationships? I mean, durable actually uh, has been looked at in a different context by the Supreme Court in relation to um, European law. And they've said it doesn't depend on the longevity of the relationship. And uh, they were considering cases where it it consisted of two uh, people who were um, uh, two adults rather than a single parent situation. But um, in in that context, if we elevate all of these relationships, the people who are living together to the status of family, there are... um, a whole series of, of complex knock-on effects that this, that this um, constitutional amendment just simply doesn't take into ha, account. Has that already happened, in effect, because these complicated relationships already exist and the law has found a way uh, to deal with them despite the, the status that marriage enjoys in the Constitution? If durable relationships were put in the Constitution, would it be, on, be beyond the wit of the Oireachtas and courts to deal similarly with any other situations that might arise? No, I mean, I'll give you an example, Colm. Uh, if you're cohabiting with somebody and you're not married to them, there are a whole series of tax uh, implications you don't get the extra allowances. You don't get tax-free transactions between husbands and wives. Um, you don't get any of that. You're just left as a as a cohabitant. And the, 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 we have we have in the Oireachtas decided we don't want to extend all of those tax um, tax aspects of marriage to cohabitants at the moment. But once you get a situation where um, people are able to come to court and say, "I'm in a family." It's recognised by the Constitution. I'm not married, but I'd, I am asking the court um, to accord to me the same tax arrangements that apply to uh, um, married people. Um, then you uh, open the door to a whole series of, of knock-on consequences. And the same applies 
to um, uh, the law relating to immigration and well, people. Well, let, well, let's just take 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 the tax issue and the, and the place uh, of marriage first of all. Mary Butler, how do you respond to uh, what Michael McDougall says there about the knock-on effects uh, of, of uh, the proposed amendment? So thanks, Colm. So I don't have any legal background. I'm not um, a solicitor. I'm not a barrister. But what I am dependent on is the clear, concise information set out by Miss Justice Marie ba- Baker um, who has launched an independent information campaign. Now, the first thing we need to be very, very clear on, because people need to hear this, because I am tired of the red herrings that are being bandied about. If people vote yes, nothing immediately changes. Constitutions express rights and values in the most generalised way. They have to endure over time. And constitution inform legislation. So as we all know, legislation is written, it's it's debated, it's amended, and it's passed by the houses of the Oireachtas with the support of the Attorney General of the day and the Office of Parliamentary Legal Affairs and is then sent to the President. So let's be clear about this because if we vote yes on the 8th of March, nothing is going to change the day after. It's over then to the legislators. I'm one of the 160 in the dole at the moment. Would it have been more helpful though to have a draft legislation in place to give people some idea of at least what the government had envisaged were this referendum to be passed? No, it wouldn't have been helpful. What we need to do is we have to set the question out there clearly to people whether they want to support over one million people in this country to be included in the Constitution. And I find it unbelievable that a former Tornista, a, form, a former Minister of Justice, a former Attorney General wants to inclu- exclude one-fifth of the people living in our country from the Constitution. Now, in relation to your question about the proposed changes, will they affect taxation or inheritance or succession rights in any way? Not in any way will they change. All family taxation and succession laws and rules will remain the same if these amendments are adopted unless there's a change to legislation in the Dáil. So it will all come back to the government of the day, whoever they are, whether there will be any changes. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to give people, families, the length and breadth of the country, the opportunity to be recognised even if they're not married. Okay, what what, what some people are looking for is clarity. The uh, ICMSA, Farmers Organisation, President Dennis Drennan is seeking clarity on what a durable relationship is today. So is there likely to be any further clarity or at least an indication of what legislation might be looked like, look like between now and March 8th? So I think it's important to note that um, it will be the first time it appears in our constitution. I heard again Justice Marie Baker say this on the 6-1 News last night. It is found in European instruments in some case law. It is similar to cohabitation legislation between people who cohabit. And it's not a wholly unfamiliar provision, um, as as the former Attorney General will know. But the amendment using the word durable relationship, it will not be possible nor prudent. Um, it, it, it will not affect um, the law at the moment in relation to um, what the ICMSA, upheld, what, what, what they're worried about. The dur- durable relationship, um, as I said, is based again on um, long term relationships, in some cases, minding children, and in some cases, um, there may not be children involved. It could be intimate okay. relationship. But if the tax laws, or if anything is to change, it will be the Oireachtas. The courts do not um, change the laws. Okay, the Oireachtas right. do. Michael McDougall. Well, OK, uh, I've, I've listened to that. And uh, unfortunately, you've asked Mary 
to say what durable relationships means. And she's saying, no, she can't give a meaning. And she says, it'll I appear, never said that. Well, well sorry, you, you haven't given a meaning. You've said uh, that it'll appear in the Constitution. And um, your, your, your colleagues in government have said, Mary, that it'll be uh, for the courts to decide what are or are not durable relations. And um, the courts uh, will only decide cases that come before them. And I put down an amendment in the Shannon, which was guillotined out of existence. We, we weren't even allowed to take a vote on the amendment. Um, I put down an amendment to say that durable relations must be defined in law by the Oireachtas. Would you I, have supported this uh, amendment uh, uh, had, had that amendment been included as defined uh, by law? Because uh, it, it would have changed the the, um, the whole referendum because it would have said that the Oireachtas will decide what's durable. And would you have the found court. yourself in a position to support the referendum had it said durable relationship uh, as defined by law? I, I would have been in a position to, to um, look at it much more favourably if that had happened, yes. But I mean, but, but just to go back to the point that Mary is making, she she also said nothing will change immediately. You look at a case uh, like the um, uh, O'Mara case recently. Um, this was a case where a man and, a, and, a, and his partner had spent 19 years together. His partner um, was uh, reluctant to get married because of her own experience of of marriage, and she um, she died. And he brought a, a case to the, which went the whole way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said that the law at the moment, which said that he was not eligible for a widow's, widower's pension uh, and that his children were, were uh, not entitled to, to be considered in the same way as if, if, the, if their parents had married, uh, was unconstitutional. And so therefore... If the you, constitutional you, amendment, though, as proposed, went through at the time that the law was being drafted, wouldn't the Attorney General have said, well, you can't exclude people like that because that would be unconstitutional if the amendment the government is talking about was passed? Well, well that's an example of where um, the courts tell the Iraqis, you must do this, and they, they struck down the uh, the um, discrimination between married and unmarried people when it came to the widowed pension. But, you see, the, the point is that if you leave it to the courts, a married couple and an unmarried couple living side by side will be, at, at present, they will be paying very different rates of tax depending on the fact that they are or are not married. They will, one of them is almost certain at some stage to say, I'm in a family, they're in a family. Uh, my, mine is a durable relationship family, theirs is a married family, and I am asking to be treated equally with them. And if the courts accept that argument, the Oireachtas has to go along okay. with it. Uh, Mary Butler, people are, are going to be expected to litigate hard cases before the courts. Is that the way to define a durable relationship? So the intention of the wording durable relationship is to capture the wide range of families in Ireland today that are not based on marriage, but they are strong, they are committed and they are caring relationships, which is really, really important. And what does durable means? It means lasting, permanent and stable. So these are families who have chosen for myriad of reasons not to get married. Why should they be excluded from our constitution, which dates back to 1937? You know, like Ireland is a country that we have we ha we have moved ahead of the constitution in terms of the reality of modern families. And it's now time um, to vote yes and to include these people. I know an awful lot of the conversation is on durable relationships, but once again, I would encourage people 
when they're trying to make up their mind because people come to me and they feel it's very complex. It's not as co- complex as, as it's being portrayed. Right. But, all, I, no, but could, all I could, would could ask I, is that people would get their information from reliable sources and not sure, from and the that, misinformation okay, right, that's well, on well, well, uh, social media. OK, well, and, and we're endeavouring to provide that in, in this case. Can I just ask you, though, uh, you're still committed to upholding the special status of marriage and to protect it from attack. In what way is marriage special if the uh, amendment goes through, if it's on a par with non-marital durable relationships? Well, the special recognition of marriage um, is, is, is still recognised. And um, so the couples who are currently married have rights. These rights will be extended those in durable relationships. So the family today founded on marriage possesses a collection of constitutional rights, which is our, are in Article 41 sure, and 2. Sure, but in, in what and way will that will relationship ex- be special is what I'm asking. If those exact same rights are being afforded to people in durable relationships, how will marriage in any way be special? Well, marriage, again... It will not be changed, it will not be undermined and it will receive special recognition um, within the courts. Based on what in the Constitution? Based on that there will be a minor change to Article 41.3. And the state pledges to guard with special care the institution of marriage and remove on which the family is founded. So what we're saying within the constitution is that it's not only a family who are married in law or in the church are recognised within the constitution. So what we're trying to do is include people who have chosen for a myriad of reasons not to be married, not to exclude them. All right, uh, Michael McDool, you mentioned the situation with regard to taxation law that pertains with people in cohabiting couples. They can be discriminated against as opposed to married couples. At present. It, at yeah. present. If this went through, there would be no constitutional basis for that discrimination. Well, there? Uh, well um, if it goes through... Undoubtedly, a couple who are living next door to a similar couple, one of whom is married and one of whom is in a durable relationship and they both have three children or whatever and they both drive a car and they're uh, from the outside, nobody knows the difference between them. But one of them will be paying far more tax than the other. And in, on, as a matter of certainty, they will, uh, they will bring cases saying, I'm, uh, my family is being discriminated against. And, and what would be your issue with that? Well, because it, it goes on from there to other things. Um, it means that uh, how do you prove to an inspector of taxes that you're in a durable relationship? Um, you've, you've, you've huge difficulty doing that. I mean, how, do, how does an inspector of taxes know uh, what a durable relationship is? And one of the problems that um, Mary... Isn't uh, people's registration for tax purposes for joint tax credits or their own tax treatment in effect that proof? No, it's not. Um, uh, at the moment, for instance... Um, well, they reside at the same address. N- well, they, they have incomes. They're, they are... Seeking joint tax treatment they, suggests they, a pooling of resources. They, they may, but I mean, I, I'll give you an example. If, uh, if you are, um, decided to give your spouse property at the moment and you had a durable relationship of, say, two years or whatever, uh, that's taxable. You pay stamp duty, you pay capital gains tax, she pays um, uh, um, inherit or gift tax on it. Um, this this proposal is actually um, going to have very significant tax effects. But absolutely uh, but, not. But sorry, can, 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 can I can I just say, Mary, you've had a good good run yourself. Um, there are other implications for it. There are implications in relation to. Um, uh, 
the question of who is or is not entitled to remain in the state um, uh, and who can be deported. If you, uh, at the moment, you, uh, mar- marriage rights are clear and durable relationship for certain purposes like family reunification is clear. But what we are doing now is bringing in uh, an, a totally unknown quantity. Can, I just, can I just press you on that point? I will go back to Mary Butler on this. The, the concept of bogus marriages uh, has been looked at. So the state, for its own purposes, d- decides what's a valid and not a valid marriage. As you know yourself, yes. not every person who's an Irish citizen has the right to re- remain in the state, even if they have a family relationship. That's right. So, in, in effect, immigration law is able to define... The, how wide the parameters of the family are with re, with respect to reunification and all these others issues. Third cousins, for example, can be excluded on the basis that they are not family as defined in immigration law. That's true, and what you've just said there, Colm, is true up to a point. But um, if you uh, now say that durable relationship means what the court says is durable relationship, um, uh, people who want to resi- uh, resist deportation will say, I am in a durable relationship. And I have family rights. I have the same family rights as Michael McDougall's no, family that has will not in the future. Well, sorry, okay, will I, will, let's go to Mary Butler on that. Those no, points that have been raised by Michael McDougall, how do you answer I, that? I, I need to come in here because I, I, I just cannot listen to this, this disinformation. The referendum has nothing to do with immigration. Absolutely nothing. Those rights already exist in Irish law and EU law and are as old as our citizenship and residency laws. The awarding of citizenship residencies or visas to spouses, partners or other family members is regulated by law. In relation to taxation, there will be no changes to taxation if you vote yes. All family taxation and succession laws and rules will remain the same if these amendments are adopted. If they change, they can only change through the Oireachtas. So we have to be crystal clear that what you're voting for is to include people within the Constitution. I've said already what the Constitution is. And within the Constitution, then, the Constitution will express rights and values in the most generalised way. It's over then to Annie Oroctus, the government of the day, to make these specific changes. I know there are genuine concerns that are being, but we have to look at the clear information that we are getting from um, the, the, the Electoral Commission, which states this categorically and very, very clearly. Well, can I just come in there, Colm? Your colleague, Neil Richmond said on the Tonight programme to the, to the Irish public that um, the change of uh, involving durable relationships would have serious consequences for family uh, um, uh, unification and other aspects of immigration law. That's what he says. So you, 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 you're reading out a little paragraph there to me, Mary, but the simple fact is that your colleague Neil Richmond said the exact opposite. I'm reading out a little paragraph because I don't have a legal background like yourself. I wasn't a former Attorney General, but what I did do was I informed myself of what this means. I'm a constituency TD as well as Minister for Mental Health and Older People. And when people come to me and ask me, why am I voting yes? I'm voting yes for the families, the length and breadth of the country who are not married and who are not included in the constitution. And I think that one fifth of our people across the country are excluded from the Constitution is wrong. People have been asking for this for such a long time and I urge people to vote yes. Well, I I have to say one-fifth of the people are not um, excluded from It's const- approximately a sorry, million people sorry, in, re- in rela- sorry. sorry in relation to families in okay. relation to families right. I, I, haven't, I haven't interrupted you at all Mary 
One fifth of the people are not excluded from uh, protection from the courts. Just look at the O'Mara case that I mentioned before. They have the rights and they came before the courts and asserted their rights. This um, this change is in fact unnecessary. If you want to give more rights to anybody, if the Oireachtas wants to give more rights to anybody, there is nothing stopping it from, uh, from doing so. But when people look at, at the foundational document of the state and they don't see the status of their relationship reflected in that, can you see why people would have an issue with that in terms of their sense of belonging or, or effectively seeing themselves in the constitution? Well, the, the, the opposite side of that coin, column is why do people marry at all? Marriage is a commitment uh, to enter into a, a public status. Uh, it's a commitment to the, your spouse. It's a commitment to any children you may have. You can't dissolve a marriage except by a court order and the court can't give that order unless you have looked after um, uh, the, the parties to your, fir- your first marriage. This situation is, is radically different. And I just want to put this point, Mary, this isn't a, a complex lawyer's point. A single mother with her child, uh, a man moves in and has two more children. They have two more children together. He then uh, is, was she a family? Is she a durable relationship with her child to start with? Is there now a, a different durable relationship uh, that he's moved in? And if he then moves out, uh, does the does the durable relationship end if he cohabits with another person? These are the issues which are going to come up in court cases, and nobody should pretend otherwise. And no, if you if you I, I, we, if, we, we, if you can give me Mary a simple explanation as to that simple example. Uh, as to where the families to, involved to, begin and um, to, to be fair, it's it's not the simplest. It's not, but it is a complex situation. Mary Butler, do you want to answer that? It may seem very complex, but it is really, really important. I have to say that again. So the situation is. Um, a durable relationship is a lasting, a permanent, it's a stable relationship. What you have cited is happening every day of the week already in our country. These things happen already. We might have an unmarried person. It could be male or female. They might meet a new partner. They might have children from others, from, from another partner. But when that durable relationship, so when a male and a female or two males or two females come together to raise children, that's what I see as a durable relationship. And they may choose to get married. Okay. There's All nobody right. saying they will not choose to get married. Okay, we'll have to leave it there just for this part of the programme and just to confirm that what we've been discussing here is the family amendment. That's the proposed 39th amendment to the Constitution and this will be the question that will be posed on the white ballot paper on March 8th. Uh, Minister Mary Butler is leaving us now. Senator Michael McDougall, you're staying with us uh, for another short while. We'll be back after this to debate the proposed 40th amendment, the Care Amendment. Saturday with Colm O'Mungon on RTE Radio 1.